Welcome to She's Taking Over, the first episode of 2024, and I really want to bring that energy of She's Taking Over into the new year and carry it right through. This has been a freaking ride. It has been, I think, two months since we podcasted or since I podcasted for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as promised, I'm going to start with an update of all the things. And first of all, I want to start by saying, London, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? (laughs) I don't even want to say London, what the fuck? I want to say Jenna, what happened? I cannot tell you the series of events that have occurred in the last two months. So, well, actually, I'm going to try. That's the whole purpose of this episode is to try and put it into words. Now, it's a bit of a story. So, I'm going to start right at the start and with the main character obviously being me coming to London to work with who was at the time my mentor. Now, I'm a big believer in seeking expert advice. The gap between you now and where you want to be is ignorance and you fill that gap with knowledge and experience and you can pay with time or you can pay with money. And if you want to pay with time, you will get there slower, but you can expedite your growth in business and in life by seeking expert guidance. So I, of course, was working with a mentor at the end of last year when I started to really restructure the business. I knew I had big goals with the technology, with the product, with the problem that we are solving in the market. And I needed advice from somebody who had done what I had done with evidence and beyond reasonable doubt. So I'm not talking somebody who was a couple steps ahead of me somebody who understood me. I'm talking, I went straight to the top, somebody who is a a firm in developing technology for companies and businesses around the world, including UK healthcare. So met him and kept in touch and started working with him um, end of last year or, or middle of last year. And I decided to book a flight to come to London and work with him. So working with him and his beautiful wife as well, who is also a nutritionist, there's a lot of synergy there. We really accelerated the growth of Big Appetite by advancing our technology, by completely innovating the product to really be pioneering to solve the needs of our market. And we were having the best time. I was loving London. I just felt like I'd walked into this new version of myself. Every day was so productive. The city is so beautiful. It's so old. There's so much history and there's so many people here. It's like eat or be eaten. (laughs) Um, People are such hustlers. They're so driven. They're so motivated. It's so inspiring. I just felt like I'd supercharged my life and my productivity. And it was exactly what I needed at the end of the year when you start to feel meh. You know, if you listen to any of my podcasts last year, you will know that I went through a period of time because I was so stressed and inundated that I just really needed to invigorate, to change and to accelerate the growth. And coming here did that for me. So working through the tech so fast from the time that I was in South Africa, the product had really developed. Um, Even to when we came here, we've built our own CMS and LMS portal and platform. Um, And if that's not your language, it means you can now build your website on a big appetite platform. Um, It's super easy to use and it is tailored specifically for coaches. So ticking boxes there, um, securing some really big deals and wins on this side of the world, which has been so amazing because that was a fear that I had. Anyway, we'll get to the good bit because I know this is what everybody's wanting to know. But I also have some family here that immigrated to the UK from South Africa. And 
I went up to see my auntie um, after or the day after going to a Christmas fair. I'm not blaming the Christmas fair. I'm not going to blame Christmas, but I was vomiting. I, I vomited in the morning after I went to that uh, fair and I thought I was a bit sick, like maybe ate something dodgy. Definitely wasn't a hangover, but my friends thought it was or could be. And then uh, the next day I caught a train from London to Leeds, which is a couple of hours away. And I vomited at the train station. And again, two days in a row, that's not normal. And I just thought maybe it is something I ate. I don't know if it's just me in my head or if it's travel sickness or what. So I let it go. Went out with my family for a Thai meal. And then at 3am, I wake up and I start vomiting. And I had this insane pressure in my head. Like I knew something was wrong. My auntie was a nurse. And I said to her something is seriously wrong. I have this pressure in my head. I feel like I'm, my head's going to explode. And it accelerated so fast. It got worse really quickly. I got so sick. I was vomiting uncontrollably, as I said, vomited the whole way to the hospital. And then I started crying. It felt like I couldn't see. I had light sensitivity. And um, the pressure in my head got so bad, they came down with morphine. It got even worse. So they put me on codeine, I think. And then they actually put me into a coma. So they put me into a medically induced coma. They did a lumbar puncture and they took spinal fluid. And when they did take me out of the coma, I was just in so much pain that I couldn't actually stand being alive, like being awake. So I go into hospital thinking that I got food poisoning. And I wake up three days later, they took me out of a coma. And my dad and my sister are standing over me which was confusing as fuck. Like that would trip you out no matter where you are in the world, if your family rock up and the look on their faces was horrendous. It was like, they were so happy that I'd opened my eyes, but I was obviously in such a state. Um, And there's a little bit of a story here. You know, I thought I had food poisoning. I was hallucinating from having such a high temperature and all the drugs that I was on, that I thought I was in Disneyland. Like I thought that I had caught the English flu. I told the nurses that it was from jet lag and there's a vaccine that you can get when you go from England to Australia that you're supposed to get for for managing the time change and I just didn't get it. I was telling the nurses this. I was telling them that I'd caught the English flu and I didn't need to wear my mask. I thought the reason that they'd given me the mask was to manage the altitude or the, the, the different air. And then they started feeding me water bit by bit. And I thought it was just to get used to the English water. So I thought that I was in hospital because I just couldn't navigate the, my body couldn't handle the switch from England to Australia, Australia to England, Um, which was funny because I genuinely believed that. And this is something that I've been dealing with. I'm seeing a a therapist at the moment because I have had these beliefs that weren't actually true. And I remember seeing my sister and looking at her skin and her skin was just shiny. Her teeth were so white. She looks like an, she looked like a vampire in the sun. You know, like if you were, if you've ever seen Edward Cullen glow from twilight, that's what my sister looked like. My dad and my sister looked like angels. And I didn't, I thought these, I, I just, I honestly was tripping out. I had the weirdest experience. I ended up in a coma for five, four or five days um, because I couldn't handle being out of a coma. I couldn't handle the pain. They were feeding me through a tube. I was on antibiotics. The lumbar puncture came back and they identified that I had meningococcal meningitis, which causes swelling on the brain. Um, and I was really sick. I, was, I could have died. They phoned my family and told them to come. I thought they came because they didn't want me to have all the fun without them. I thought they came on holiday and I was so sorry that I ruined their holiday. 
My dad's like, we didn't come for holiday. We fucking came because they called us and said that she might wake up brain damaged or not at all. And there could be risk of amputation. So 50-50, she could wake up brain damaged or at risk. So, I mean, that was quite scary. I was obviously very grateful that they came. I ended up spending uh, three days in a general ward after being in a coma. And that was a horrible, horrible experience. I was obviously also hallucinating um, (laughs) because some of the things I remember definitely didn't happen in a hospital. (laughs) But anyway, um, that was just really horrible. You spend three days lying on your back around sick people, sick old people crying in the night screaming out freedom I want freedom it was just horrible and my friends were in Paris I was meant to be in Paris I woke up on Christmas day by the way so a bit of a Christmas miracle but I'd at this point been in hospital for over a week and I was just devastated that this is where I was it wasn't the trip that I had planned I'd only planned to be in London for six weeks I had a return trip booked and I was planning to work with Medi and the team and then spend those three weeks exploring London with my best friend who's moved here and so that didn't happen that was quite sad anyway so because my family had flown over when I got out of hospital I spent a week or a little bit longer with my dad because he was obviously so shaken he thought he was going to lose me he came with my will um and so I spent that time with him I didn't get back until back to London until two weeks ago today And what a ride it's been in those two weeks. The team kept working whilst I was away. They only broke for the Christmas days. Um, The technology had advanced. My clients had been served. Things, projects were completed. I woke up from that coma. I got out of hospital and the team had just kept working. And I can't tell you what a great feeling that is when, you know, that that fear and panic is taken away from you because, because you can trust in the team that you've built and the decisions that you've made in your business. And it really emphasized to me how important it is to have a business that can fully actually run without you. Um, but in coming back to London, God, it's been so exciting since then. I can't even can't even tell you or put it into words, but I hit the ground running, which I probably shouldn't have because last weekend I felt a little bit unwell. And I really struggle with slowing down. Something like this, you know, you, they say if you don't choose a day to rest, your body will choose it for you. I probably worked myself to a point of really low immunity, which is how I got so sick. And... Uh, the advice is to just take it really easy and be super careful. But anybody who knows me knows that I really struggle with that. So um, straight back into it, working from 6, 5 to 6 a.m. is when I start and I finish around 11 because I'm working on an Australian time zone. But then I start again in the afternoon or the evening to work with my UK and US clients. And again, the tech is really advancing. We're about to launch our first uh, intake of clients on the new systems that we've created which are completely unique and customized to the fitness industry based on the experience the results and the evidence that we have to really solve their problems and so exciting things are happening I'm meeting a lot of people I've been doing some podcasts I've been connecting with founders and business owners and I've just like I said hit the ground running I've secured a date if you are listening to this the 7th of March is when we will be hosting a meetup it is an event in London and more information will come but I'm really hoping to raise some money for charity but get women together who want to just focus on health and wealth for 2024 your health is your wealth I firmly believe that the only reason I made it out as quickly as I did and as well as I did was because I have such a healthy strong body and and lifestyle my body and my 
my mentality pushed me through what I went through and to get back into training and to to really look after my mental health and my physical health is how I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons and it's working. Um, so I've been working with this guy named Leo. We podcasted. I can't wait for that to come out. You guys will have to tune into that. It's the Women's Wellness Show. He is building an app as well for women um, for women who – it's a femtech app and it's uh, – actually, I'm not really sure exactly what the app will do. So that's one to stay tuned to as well. Sorry, Leo, if you're hearing this. I don't want to do you wrong by pitching it wrong. So I'm going to leave that one to you guys. Girls, you can check him out. I'll tag him in the show notes. Anyway, yesterday <laughs> – Let's fast forward a little bit. Yesterday, we spent the day together. This is something that I really love about London. Everybody is in support of everybody. Everybody understands the network effect. It's not like a social climbing thing. It's how can I help you help me help each other, help help your people, help my people. And you never know where people could help you later. So we, we connected and he invited me to all of his meetings to meet other female founders female speakers, women in PR, women in tech, women in health. And it was incredible to see some of these young women really owning their space and making a huge difference. And we decided to collaborate on this event, which I'm so excited for. And we had some time to kill before going to a Gymshark event. And we went to the London Shard, which is an iconic place that you go to if you want to be at the top of London and you want a view, which is amazing. We get in the elevator at the London Shard and the elevator gets stuck. We get stuck in an elevator. To be fair, we weren't stuck for very long. We were probably stuck for half an hour. Um, But my God, the thoughts that you have and then you're with somebody else. You don't want to freak them out. You don't want to freak out. So you don't want to think about your thoughts, but then you're freaking out. I just remember thinking it was going up and down, by the way. The elevator was working. It was going up and down and up and down but it wasn't opening the doors. And they kept saying, you should be able to open the doors now. Try and open the doors now. And I'm like, I can't open the fucking doors. Oh, what an experience. But really we played this game, Get to Know Me, which I played actually with my friends in lockdown. I often play that game still. Um, And it was just funny to have this conversation. And at the end of it, we've decided let's collaborate on this event. Our values are super aligned. We know because we spent time stuck in an elevator. Um, Backtracking to the meningococcal meningitis, as a result of the ventilator that they put in my chest, I had pneumothorax, which is like an air pocket on the lung. You can't fly when you have pneumothorax. So I have to had to credit my flight home. And American Express have stricter laws or stricter regulations than the doctors do, which is not evidence-based. With pneumothorax, they tell you, some doctors say two weeks, Google says a few months, like and I think American Express says minimum six weeks. So I was already kind of like stuck here until uh, the end of Feb. And this event is now on the 7th of March. So now I'm going to be here at least until then. And I'll fly home after that. I am coming home. I'm going home to anybody who keeps asking me that question. But it's just been a huge whirlwind. And the result has been growth. I came here to grow my business. I came here to expand my market and my reach. I picked up clients in, in England straight away. I've got clients in the States now because we're on the same time zone, which is amazing. The tech has been built. We're building the tech. We're continuing on. We're starting a new venture um, as well to further provide or solve the problems that online coaches face and, and, and to make the world a healthier, happier place. And 
the growth has been phenomenal in such a short space of time. And it's, I just had a session with my new therapist and it's not until you sit and reflect that you realize that that question, do I have enough or is it enough versus fuck, we're killing it. Like it's really working. Um, and, and having his help and support and having the team to fall back on has just been absolutely phenomenal. The whole team, Australia, around the world, um, I'm so grateful for that. It's, it's really highlighted the importance of, you know, when you run a business, you don't have a business, you have a job as a service provider unless you can stop working and you get paid. Like that is the definition of a business to me. If you didn't work, would you still get paid? And to be asleep literally on my back, that whole make money while you sleep thing, okay, fine. Make a sale to somebody else around the world. You could tick that box. But I'm talking eight days in hospital, three weeks offline. Um, Can you still make money? Do you have a team there? Do you have a product there that, that you can sell? And if you don't and you run a business, you should. These are the questions that you should be asking yourself for 2024. And the flip side of that is the perspective the perspective shift that happens in hard times is phenomenal. Does it take a hard time to trigger a perspective shift? I mean, it shouldn't. But how much space do you give to yourself to allow these thoughts to come in? And we fill our headspace with the current. We think about work, friends, relationships, what's coming up, what just happened, anxiety, excitement, whatever. But like, when was the last time you thought about how how rich you are with love and connection and and when was the last time you really felt gratitude for all of the relationships that you have in your life and the opportunities that you've created and you know it's only when you think it's all about to be taken away that you really find that gratitude and acceptance for it and when you're in your 20s and 30s you spend so much time trying trying to build a life trying to chase what you don't yet have you get it then you change it you get it then you change it and that's growth but the ability to be thankful and that to have peace, peace and certainty. I think that that security, the peace and the certainty is what we all strive for. And I noticed how much I question that. I'm questioning it now more than ever. Do I want to live in London? Do Am I happy with where I'm growing, where I'm going? Is the business that I had the business that I wanted? That's obviously why I came here was to make these big changes. Um, you know, will my friends love me if I leave? Do I have friends everywhere I go in the world? You know, my family flew here. And sometimes it's when you find that peace and security that you fear losing it, that then you question everything. And I think that's kind of where I was. I was just in this deep thought around um, where I'm going, what I want, where I belong, what my purpose is, what my passion is, how am I going to get it? Am I getting it? Do I have it? Have I done it? Um, and as a, as a founder, I feel we don't allow ourselves time or even as a hustler, we don't allow ourselves time to slow down and actually ask these questions because we're constantly working, chasing and changing things. We're trying to be innovative. We're trying to be current. And then obviously trying to show up as the version of ourselves that we want to be perceived as our, or that we feel we have to be. So you don't actually give yourself the time to take a minute. And I really needed to take a minute. I obviously really needed it. I I almost died. I could have died, which is crazy to even say out loud. And it's only when you give yourself that time to really slow down that you're able to find these answers to the things that could be keeping you up at night. But we don't, 
even allow ourselves to take a minute because when we take a minute, we're thinking we should be doing more. And I have not made any content. I have not done any marketing and my business is still growing. We had a great month in January. It's not even over. We've welcomed over six new clients to Big Appetites, six web-based apps that we're committed to building for our clients now, which is amazing because we have the team to be able to do that. Um, so the growth is there. The foundations are there. But in, in taking that break, I really found myself feeling guilty and fearful of becoming irrelevant. And then I had this block. I was no longer confident to make content. I've gone to record this podcast multiple times. and I just think who would even care? And I realized the importance of having that guide, seeking that mentor, the mentorship and my, my new therapist who just, I jumped off that session and I was like, you know what? I'm ready. I can do this. I've got a message to share. And it might not be you might not see content from me in the next however long that's like how to grow your business, how to market, how to brand, how to stand out. Maybe it's how to make the change, how to do the thing, how to restructure. If you're not happy, change it. You know, we have these perceptions, these perceived limitations that aren't real. Like you can't move countries or you can't start a company or you can't restructure your team or you can't change your product or reinvent yourself or rebrand because of X, Y, Z, insert whatever excuse you have here. That is a limitation that you are telling yourself. I would never have thought that I could survive in London, you know, to, 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 to completely essentially just move here and live here and set up my life here without planning for it. And just like that, I've had to because I could not fly home. I joined a gym. I've been training. I've been servicing my clients. I've got friends here. I've made new connections and relationships here. So sometimes it's not until you're forced to do the thing that until you learn or prove to yourself that you can actually do the thing. But we are safe in our limitations because it's normal. We're scared to rock the boat. We're scared to make those big changes, but those changes are just fear. And if you were to ask yourself, what are the changes that I really want to make right now? I guarantee you the reason that you can't make them is because you think you, you can't, but you actually can. If you were to die, sorry, it sounds depressing, but it's true. If you were to die today, the world would go on and everything else would move on without you. So you actually can make those changes. You can quit your job. You can do that course. You can start a business. You can leave that person. You can move house. Fuck, you can move country if you want to, but you can do it. You can do whatever it is that you think that you have to do, but you don't get the time to actually ask yourself, am I happy? Did I choose this life? Is this the life I chose for me? Am I happy with how my business is running? Do I love my clients? Am I am I serving the people that I want to be serving? Am I coming through with the values and the traits that I want to be known for? Am I hanging out with the people that align with me? Are my friends fueling my growth or holding me back? Am I inspired by my circle? These are all questions. I write them down. Rewind that and write that down. Answer them in your own time. Because what I noticed, particularly in the December period, you go, go, go to the rest of the year. You hang out with your friends all weekend. I actually, despite living alone, I had very little alone time. I had very little time to answer these questions because I would push them away. We fear the unknown. I fear, you know, I, I, I finally found peace and security in being here. And I recognize that I'm rich with relationships I've done one thing right in my life. It's the relationships that I have and the business is on the right track and I'm, I'm actually really happy. But then it becomes this like 
this, I have this safety and security and chaos that I then start to question everything. Um, but it's not until you question everything that you find the answers and you can find the gratitude that you've been looking for to really power ahead. And I hope you don't have to go through the chaos that I went through to find the peace and the time to question these things that then gave me the gratitude and the reassurance that I need to make these really big changes that have already resulted in my growth. I hope you can gain something from my journey and my story. I hope you can invite in some space or make some space to invite in your thoughts and really connect to your desires for 2024 because your life might not have flashed before your eyes, but mine sure did. And if there's one thing I can tell you, it can happen in the drop of a hat. Everything can change. So why not change everything to build that life that you really want. So welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. We are taking over in 2024. If there's anything that I can do for you to help you grow, let me know. You know where to find me. And if you found this inspiring or insightful, please do share it. I really do appreciate it. And if you can connect me to somebody else who you feel could do with a push in the right direction to grow with health and wealth. I would love to hear from you. And of course, if you are able to come to London on the 7th of seventh of March, <laughs> sorry, I'm still confused about where I am. Um, what day is it? On the 7th of March, I would love to have you there. Please do reach out so I can send you more information. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in.